your spirit be with us now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah! Uh-huh. 
and there went out fire of the Lord and devoured them and they died before the Lord amen I'm going to talk just for a few minutes about strange fire strange fire as I said a minute ago this book of Leviticus is one that we don't often go to it's sort of strange reading but one of the reasons why is because Leviticus is a word that means pertaining to or limited to the tribe of Levi this book was written and it's written instructions for a particular tribe and that tribe is the tribe of Levi and that tribe is the priestly tribe. I want this morning for us to consider these words because the truth of the matter is the Bible teaches us and according to what we believe we believe in the priesthood of all believers are y'all hearing this I'll visit it again in a minute but just not for the Levites but we believe now in the priesthood of all believers just, just a, a, a little history one of the sons, Levi, Levi, for whom the book was written, was one of the sons of Jacob, one of the sons of Israel. And this tribe, Levi, was named for him. And when the children of Israel sinned in the wilderness by worshiping a golden calf, it was this tribe, the tribe of Levi, that was the only tribe that stood there with Moses. And because of that, they were appointed to be the priestly tribe. They were appointed to be the ministers of religion. Are y'all following me? The book of Exodus ends <coughs> with the building of the tabernacle. Leviticus is really a guide or a rule book as it and and this rule book is to be used in the tabernacle what the book of Leviticus is it's really an instruction book for the priest but though it was written for the priest and it, it was written as an instruction book for priests uh, uh, it, it, there's a whole lot for you and I to learn today from what was written and the reason why we need to pay attention to it now is while it was written for the priests we believe uh, as I say in the priesthood of all believers in other words every believer now can approach God for themselves yes. are y'all hearing this yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. We, we don't have to go to anybody and talk to them and let them go to the priest. Now, we believe that all of us have the right when the veil of the temple was rent that says we can go to him for ourselves. We believe in the priesthood of all 
believers. But the tragedy of this story is that even with the book of instructions, these two sons of Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, even with the book of instructions, they got it wrong. And it cost them their lives. Look a little closer and you see that in the Old Testament, the offering of sacrifices was a critical part of worship. God gave strict instructions as to how these sacrifices are to be offered. Look at Exodus chapter 30 verse 7. There's strict instructions as to how they are to make sacrifices. Jewish literature, read Jewish literature, it teaches that that, 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 that was an aspect of worship that was so intimate that only priests could go into what they call the holy place. Yeah. Only priests could go into the holy of holies and, and, and it was so holy that a rope was tied around them when they went in there. They would tie a rope around them so that if they messed up in there, they could pull them out. Y'all ain't hear me. That's how sacred, that's how sacred this place was. Now, according to Leviticus 8, 36, these two fellows, these two, these, two, these two boys, evidently they got it right at least one time. But by the time we get to the opening, the beginning of chapter 10, these same two boys are carrying out the same function. But this time, according to the text here, both of those boys died right there at the altar. Are y'all seeing this? I've got to admit, I've got to admit, I've got to admit that there are some unknowns here in the text. The text really never tells us what they did wrong. I sort of want to know myself. <laughs> Don't you sort of want to know so you won't make... Yeah, I sort of want to know what they did. It, didn't, it doesn't tell us what the boys did wrong. And it's important, that, that, that's important because th these fellows made a wrong move in worship. And it cost them their life. Y'all hearing me? Yeah. They made a wrong move in worship. And it cost them their lives. Yeah. That's something we ought to know about this thing we call worship. That there, there, uh, there, there's a way you do worship. You, you, you don't just pick up and do it the way you want. That is worship. Yeah. Are y'all hearing? That's what, that's what the lesson is teaching. I ain't talking about nobody just talking about what I'm talking about. Yeah. We know that Ananias, Sapphira, we know what they did. New Testament, you remember they held back part of the money and tried to act like they were giving it all, and both of them fell dead right at the altar. We know what they did. But, but here in this case, we don't know what they did. We don't know what they did wrong. But the bottom line here is that the Bible says they offered up strange fire before the Lord. And the fire came down and destroyed them and they died right there on the spot. So this morning, 
without getting into some deep theological debate about what happened and without trying to figure it out because the Bible doesn't say it. Let's just go with what we know. Let's just go with what we know. If we never figure out what they did wrong, the lesson that we can clearly learn is that worship is serious business. Can we agree on that? Worship is serious business. We can learn from them that it matters how people, how the people of God come into the presence of God. If we can't learn anything, we can learn that. It matters how we show up in the presence of God. We must be mindful of what we offer to God and how we offer it. Let me know, let me know right from the text that what they offered up was fire. It was just strange fire. Are y'all here? It was fire. But it was strange fire. Well, my brothers and sisters, I, I believe that this text is tailored to teach us that worship is too important in the life of the church to be done just any kind of way. Will y'all hear me here? I say worship is too important to the body of Christ to be done just any kind of way. I know that there are those who believe that the true effectiveness of a church is what it does after it leaves the four walls. I know that there are those who believe that, and that is true. The effectiveness of the church is really how we act once we leave here. But I got to remind you that, that, that it is what we do when we are together that prepares us and empowers us to do what we do when we get out of here. I'm trying to show you something here this morning. In other words, the, effect, the effectiveness of the church gathered determines the effectiveness of the church scattered. Y'all hear what I say? I say the effectiveness of the church gathered determines the effectiveness of the church scattered. In other words, if we can get worship right, we can get ministry right. If you can't get worship right, you'll never get ministry right. Are y'all hearing this? It is the church gathered that empowers the church when we scatter. So, that, 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 that text, brothers and sisters, teaches us that we ought not just show up in here just any kind of way. We all not just show up in here any kind of way with just any kind of attitude and call ourselves offering worship to God. It says to me that before we can run up in here calling ourselves worshiping God, we need to make sure that we're coming with the right focus, the right attitude, the right motives. And the reason why is lest we like these two young boys fool around and offer up some strange fire in worship. You see, 
I, I thank God for what he's doing in the present day church. I do. I thank God for the present day body of Christ. I thank God for, for young people and I thank God for young and old people who have committed themselves and who are prepared to serve a present age. Oh, I love the old church. I, I love what, what, what the old church was. I, I hold on to what we used to do. But I thank God that he's still getting folk ready to serve a present. We sing it all the time. A charge to keep I have. God to glorify. And then we go on and say to serve the present age. I'm glad God got some folk who are here to serve a present age. See, I'm still... I'm still old-fashioned enough, though, to believe that it matters how we come before God. I'm still old-fashioned enough to believe that it matters how we show up in the house of God. That, 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 that's a word that we used to hear a lot. We don't hear it very much anymore. It's a biblical word. But the word that we don't hear very much anymore is the word reverence. Reverence, reverence. Reverence means a feeling or an attitude of deep respect. An attitude of, of awe. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, there are a lot of things that the old church got wrong. Let me just go on and admit it. A lot of things that the old church got wrong and, and did not have the proper understanding of. But one thing that they did have, they had a reverence for God. Yes, <laughs> they wouldn't cuss you out in the church. <laughs> They'd take you to the parking lot. <laughs> Are, y'all here? They, 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 are you hearing me? I know it sounds comical, but that because there is a reverence. A lot of things they messed up, but a lot of stuff they got. You remember when folk would almost stroke out if somebody laid something on the communion table? You remember that? Mm-hmm. Some of y'all about stroke out now. Some, yeah, yeah. You remember? You remember when folk used to have a heart attack when somebody who wasn't ordained put their foot up in the pulpit? Y'all, y'all remember that? Yeah, you 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 remember you remember that 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 was reverence. Are y'all hearing me? Sometimes it was misinformed, and sometimes they 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 they, they got it all messed up. But the truth is, uh, what those folk did, they reverenced God. Somehow, they 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 wasn't clear on the writing of David in Psalm one thirty nine. See you. We act good in here, but then go out there and think, we okay, well, I did it in church. I'm okay. But Psalm 139 tells us, where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I go from thy presence? If I ascend to the heavens, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me. And thy right hand shall hold me. So, my reverence for God ought not stop on the church property line. Are y'all hearing me? 
my love and my reverence for God ought not stop when I drive off the parking lot. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, it, 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 it matters. It matters how we approach God. Now, don't let anybody tell you any different. I don't pastor but one church, and that's this one. So I ain't in nobody's business, but I, I need to make sure that we understand it matters how we approach God. David laid it out in Psalm 100. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. The sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Are you hearing me? And if you need to know why, here it is. Because the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. All I'm saying here, all I'm saying is that it matters how we come into the presence of God. And the truth is, we're always in his presence. Are y'all hearing me? It matters how we come into God's presence, but the truth is, we are always in his presence. Anybody in here old enough to remember, not not many of y'all, but a few of y'all. Y'all remember church clothes? Anybody? Yeah, some some of y'all old enough. You remember? Yeah, that that were church clothes. And they would dress you up in your church. You didn't wear them to nowhere but to church. They would dress you up in your little church clothes. And before you left the house, they would say to you, you make sure you act as good as you look. Are y'all hearing this? Well, my brothers and sisters, it's still good instruction for us because if you're dressed to honor him and then act in a way that dishonors him, y'all ain't hearing this. If you dress in a way that honors him and then act in a way that dishonors me, you, 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 you may find yourself offering strange fire. I had a, had a man tell me one time, he said, the worst cussing out I ever got in my life, I was leaving church and I bumped the back of somebody's car. And a lady got out with a white dress on and an usher badge. <laughs> and cussed me. <laughs> cussed me flat. Are y'all hearing me? <laughs> you, you can't dress one way and then act. And if you're going to do that, for God's sake, take your badge off. Yes. <laughs> Here's another one. Here's another one. I, I, I believe that it's going to be a little tough. It's going to be a little tough. I believe that to get your praise on without getting your tithe on 
is offering strange fire. I ain't talking about nobody, just talking about what I'm talking about. I believe to get your praise on without getting your tithe on just might be offering up strange fire. <laughs> I used to hear my daddy say, oh God, he done stopped preaching and going to meddling now. <laughs> you can't worship God and rob him at the same time. They're talking about what I'm talking about. You can't worship him and rob him at the same time. It's sort of like loving your wife and spending your money on the woman down the street. Oh, he's sure enough meddling now. He's sure enough meddling. Matthew 6. Matthew 6. Matthew 6 teaches us that where a man's treasure is, there his heart will be also. <laughs> See, y'all getting a little uncomfortable. Let me move on. Let me move on. Let me move on. I believe that to offer up worship before God while at the same time Holding all in your heart against your brother or sister. I believe that's offering up strange fire. Y'all hear me? Let's take it right out of the book. How can you love God whom you have never seen and then hate your brother and sister who you see every day? See, I don't believe that you can be enthusiastic about serving God and at the same time unconcerned about serving God's people. Right out of the word of God, Matthew 25, inasmuch as you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. You can't love God and cut my health care. And you can tell him I said it. Are y'all hearing me? How can you love God and not care for people who are suffering? You're offering strange fire. And finally, I believe that to try to worship in spite of unconfessed sin is to offer up strange fire. Now hear me, hear me right now, hear me right now. I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about unconfessed sin. All of us got some. I'm talking about unconfessed sin. And and, and please hear me, please hear me good. I ain't talking about come up here and tell everybody your business. Please hear me that. That, 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 that. We got that wrong. I ain't talking about coming up here and putting your business out there for everybody. But when you're wrong, you at least ought to go to God and admit to God who already knows it anyhow. John 1.8, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse 9 says, if we confess our sin. He is, he, he, yeah, we will confess our sin. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us 
of all unrighteousness. Lord, that's from the old church here. Y'all don't know anything about this. They will say, Lord, I come to thee. A sinner of defile. Oh, take the stain of guilt away. And own me as thy child. Back to the text. Nadam, Abihu. They offered up strange fire to the Lord. And it resulted in immediate death. And let me explain to you what death is. You've got one thing in your mind. Death is separation from God. Sin always separates us from God. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, it brought about a separation between them and God. And whether you realize it or not, separation from God always results in death. Even if that death is not immediate. Some of y'all think y'all right because you ain't dead. No. It's a slow process. It, separation from God doesn't take you out like that all the time. Yeah, it's a process. Separate. It, it's not always immediate death. Sometimes it's a slow death. Keep offering up strange fire to the Lord and you start losing your joy. It's a slow process. You start losing your joy. After a while, you can't feel his presence no more. You, you sit here in the middle of everybody else who's praising God, and you just can't feel nothing no more. That's separation from God. All at once you find out that your peace is gone, and you got to take a whole lot of stuff and drink a whole lot of stuff to go to sleep at night. Separation. Slow process. And after a while, you find yourself just going through the motions. Yeah. Oh, you keep showing up. You keep coming and, and you show up because you know you're supposed to show up. And you stand up because the praise leader told you to stand up. Clap your hands because everybody else is clapping. But I thank God today that that is a remedy for this. Y'all know I ain't going to ever leave without giving you a remedy. <laughs> there is a remedy for this. I thank God that he loved me so much that he's never satisfied with being separated from me. Somebody ought to shout. I thank God that he loves me so much that he's never satisfied with the separation. You want to know how I know he's not separate, not satisfied? It's because that's why he gave his only begotten son. He gave his only begotten son to clear the way for me to get back to him. Oh, y'all hear anybody know that we all have been separated from God? But he sent his son Jesus. He sent his son that we might get back to him. Let me show it to you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him will not perish but have everlasting life. What can wash away my sins? Y'all ain't hearing me. I say what? can wash away my sins 
But I thank God I got an answer this morning. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. The blood that Jesus shed for me. Way back on Calvary. The blood, yes, that gives me strength from day to day. It will never, yes, it will never lose its power. He suffered and he bled and he died so that I could get it right. Are y'all hearing me? But I'm glad that he died, but he ain't dead. I thank God that early Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hand. Yes, living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins all away. Rising, he sanctified and freed me forever. And one day, one day, he's coming back. Oh, what a glorious day. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that you know who he is? Aren't you glad that you know him by name? And not only that, he knows me by name. Yes, yes, I'm glad that I know him. Yeah, and I know him for myself. Yeah, and the good news right now is that you can turn it all around. Yeah, much glad. Yeah, that we have a savior who will give all of us another chance. Yeah, you can turn it all around. I said it just a moment ago. Yeah, all you gotta do is like the old folk did. Lord, I. I come to thee, a sinner of defile. Oh, take the stain of guilt away and own me as I child. Come right now. I offer you the blood of Jesus. The blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. The blood that gives me strength from day to day and it will never It will never lose its power. That's why I love Jesus. I genuinely love him. And I love him because he first loved me. We got to get it right. We got to get it right because our children need to get it right. They'll never get it right if we don't get it right. We, we, we're listening to a bunch of young children that love the Lord. Y'all, I'm glad y'all love the Lord. I do. Huh? I thank God. Huh? I thank God for these babies. I thank God for even these teenagers who take their time to be up there with them and guide them. Thank, thank God for them. Amen.
But I want you to learn very early in life, right now, just like you do. I want to learn. I want you to learn how to love Jesus, how, how to love Him. Can I teach y'all a song right quick? Can I teach y'all? Will y'all sing with me? Can will y'all sing with me? Can I teach you a song? Just, just three. That's just, just three little words. I love Jesus. Simple, simple song. Your your grandpa used to sing. Grandma used. But y'all y'all need to learn this. Just I want you just stand up and sing with me. So I'm gonna sing. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I love Jesus. Yeah, that's. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Yes, I do. Okay. We're going to sing that. Yeah, we're going to sing it because we want everybody to love him like we do. Come on. I love Jesus. Sing. Just sing with me. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. One more time, come on. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Yes, I'm saying He's my Savior. saved, I want to invite you to come. If you're already saved, 
and just don't have a covering. You need a church. You need to be a part of a church. I want to invite you now. Now is the time. Now is the time for, for you to move. Now is the time for you to come. The door is open. Somebody ought to be moving. Come on. Come on. opportunity the church is praying for you right now you don't want to start a whole nother year see God has let you see a new one then let there be not only a new year but a new you and so today 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 this is your day and I want to make sure that you have every opportunity to come and make a brand new start Church is praying to you. Church is praying to you. Yeah. And now is the time. Now is the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Why don't we bless the Lord in this house? Amen, amen, amen. We have, Jesus has been lifting. We have these two have come. We ask now that our clerk will, will tell us. Reverend. We have Javama Rusa and Ethel Hammond coming today. All right. Y'all bless the Lord in this house. Bless the Lord. In this house. Amen. Already saved, already been baptized. All right, God bless you. Amen. Y'all thank the Lord for what the Lord is doing in here. Amen. Amen. We bless God for you. Glad to have you here. Glad to be your family. Amen. I'm going to ask you to go right through there to get some more information from you. Y'all bless the Lord in here. Bless the Lord in here. I got you. Amen. Amen. Uh, pastor here, Brother Gregory Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Brother Gregory, Gregory Grant. Gant. Amen. Yes, come Amen. To join the church as well. Amen. He's coming to be a part of this family. Been hanging around here for a minute. Been waiting on you, buddy. That's okay. <laughs> he wants to be a part of this church, but he can't sit in that little chair with his knees. I understand, brother. <laughs> I understand, brother. Amen. We're just happy to have you here in this place. If you would, just go with them. They'll get some more information. Y'all bless the Lord in here. There's a storm out on the ocean, and it's moving this way. Oh, if your soul now anchored in Jesus, you will surely drift away. Oh, there's a storm out on the ocean, and it's moving this way. Oh, 
Y'all bless the Lord in here. Bless the Lord in this house. We thank God for this day. We thank God for his holy word. And we thank God for the effect that his word has, has on our everyday lives. Amen. You, you do know this is for your everyday life. It's for we speak God's word so that we know how to live from day to day. And we thank God for giving us his word. To all of you, we thank you for making Salem your place of worship today. To our visitors, please know that we don't take visitors lightly. <laughs> we are glad y'all are here. We're, we're glad that you've chosen Salem. Y'all bless the Lord. Bless the Lord for these, for these visitors. Huh? Amen. I meant to do our welcome song earlier, but we won't do it now. We'll, we'll, we'll welcome y'all again next Sunday. <laughs> amen. Amen. God bless you. And God keep you is our prayer as we prepare to leave. We're going into a new year, a brand new year. And it is my prayer that all of us will just hold on to our faith. Yes, yes. We're, we're living in a strange yes. world right now. We're living in a world where it seems like people have gotten tired of, tired of freedom and tired of democracy <laughs> and what they don't realize they ain't, they ain't talking about us see we, we ain't had it long enough to get tired of it <laughs> see and you talking about a fight <laughs> you, you talking about a fight y'all get your fighting clothes on cause your pastor's going to jail <laughs> amen we must fight for what we have fought for are you hearing me don't you, don't you get caught up? Don't you get caught up in this political system and worrying about who's going to win? Who I'm going to win. <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to win because we are God's children. And just like we had to fight for everything we got now, just get your get your fighting clothes on because all we got, we just got to continue this fight. So. So don't you get caught up in all this other stuff and worrying about what's going on. No, we're just doing what we've been doing all the time. We've got to fight. We've got to fight for our freedom. We've got to fight to stay free. I'm still of the mindset of my great-grandparents. Before I'll be a slave, I'll be buried in my grave and go home to my Lord. And I don't know how I got off on all that. Amen, amen. Somebody didn't needed to hear. Somebody, all y'all needed to hear that. That's that's. We just thank God for it. We're preparing now to leave this place, and as we start into a new year, you'll be hearing a new thing. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly hosts.
pray the grace of God, sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say, to submit your tithe and offering online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on cash app at dollar sign the church with zeal via the givelify app by mail to salem missionary baptist church p.o box 817 lilburn georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.